Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we've got Monday night NBA playoff action here for you guys. A couple games on the slate for us to choose from in this best bets video that we are bringing you. We also have a player props video up for you, so make sure to check that out. Like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along with us all playoffs long. Also want you to head to thelines.com. You can check out all of the great written content we are putting up on the site right now. Nate and I throwing up all of these player props and best bets up there. Also want you to head to, uh, sorry, also want you to use that odds finder tool we have up there for you guys. Make sure you're getting the best juice available back on all these bets you are making in the NBA this postseason. Uh, just running through a quick couple couple things that we went through over the weekend we mostly just took some series stuff that we're looking at so we still have uh the Warriors to win this series is what we're looking at there I think we both still are on Miami to win this series as well but we'll talk about uh some of this game four stuff obviously as well in these best bets videos so uh yeah the dubs price on the series and the heat price on the series actually probably the the dubs price is better than when we took it last as well um so might as well hit it a little bit again if we're still feeling confident about it as I know I am um but either way let's move into your first best bet of the night for Monday night, Nate. Yeah, I don't know. I I maybe lost a little bit of confidence after the Warriors traded a blowout loss, but what I do have confidence in is Steph Curry uh, bouncing back and coming to play. I mean, he still had a high usage rate in that blowout loss. And so what I'm taking is Steph to be the top scorer in this game. It's plus 110 at DK, even money at FanDuel. I mean, there's just not a lot of competition. I, I feel like, honestly, the competition is from his teammate, Clay Thompson, who was able to eclipse him in game one when he had 27 and Clay or uh, game two, excuse yeah. me, when Steph uh, deferred and he had 12 assists and only took 12 shots and Clay had 30 is just a clay game. Um, I mean, what we've seen from Anthony Davis is that after a big game, he has to chill. Granted, he had a pretty low usage rate in game three because they won by a lot. Uh, only 10 field goals, 10 of 11, 11 of 12 at the line, but I just don't trust him to put together two thirty, two twenty-five plus games in a, in a row. Uh, and I trust Steph to score over thirty. I mean, he's that's what his prop is at. And then the fact that LeBron is your second shortest odds to be the top point scorer is just a complete misnomer. Like we'll we'll talk about that in player props all the time. Like LeBron is not scoring over. He hasn't scored over twenty-three in this entire series. Like he hasn't scored over thirty in the playoffs since twenty twenty, I think. Um, so I mean, Steph. To get 30 seems like like very likely. That's what he did in his last three regular season against the Lakers. Average 30 on a 33% usage rate. He was not the leading scorer in uh, two of those three games, actually, because AD went off, because Braun went off, but that was two years ago. But you look at what Steph does after a loss in the playoffs, and that's really the situation I'm targeting here. Obviously, the last time was a, a record 50 points in Game 7. Against Sacramento, he also had 36 in Game 3 without Draymond. He had 28 because he had a bit of a poor shooting night in Game 2. And then in the finals last year, he had that historic 43-point outburst to take control of that series. He also had 29 in Game 2, which was the leading scorer in a very low-scoring game. I I mean, it's tough to predict the over-under here, but what I do know is that Steph is going to try to put the team on his back because it was just like a really really disastrous second quarter for the Warriors that let this game get out of hand, right? The last one um, where there was just everybody but Steph was getting kind of closed off on. And, and I mean, he was contributing to the turnovers and they he back rimmed a few threes and then it just all got out of hand. But I just, I don't think that that's going to happen twice in a row for the greatest shooter ever. 
who's also a better road player than home in the playoffs, at least much more aggressive. Like this year, his usage rate goes up 4% on the road. He averages 32.5 on the road versus 29-ish at home. Um, And that's despite shooting 34% from three on the road versus 47% at home. He's taking more threes, though. Higher usage, again, just trying to carry the the Warriors when, when things aren't necessarily... Happening, he will make them happen. Uh, so that's why I'm just banking on Steph tonight, win or lose, to be the leading scorer in this game. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I tried it. I actually tried that bet in uh, the one game that Clay did outscore him. And, and I do agree that he's the best bet to do that. I mean, I, 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 honestly, at least on his team, but I would say AD still is... Um, you know, it is still the biggest threat there for for him in in the game in general for for that that specific stat. I, I the, the LeBron points like I'm going under, so yeah, I'll, I'll take that and and really like this this series in general. It, it's just it's fluctuation, it's variance, it's it's three point shooting on one side, free throw attempts on the other side, um, and, and then really the biggest takeaway for me with that information is. This there's not really going to be that many close games. Uh, one team is going to have it, one team isn't, um, and maybe that this is just a back and forth series where by the end of it they're a little bit more tired and it's a little bit closer. But I'm still feeling pretty good that that these things are like if Steph is going to be scoring, um, let's say he gets thir- the 35 tonight. Like I can't see the Warriors losing in that situation, but I agree that he's going to be shooting them out of this one. He's just going to be shooting lights out as much as he can. I mean, when I say lights out, just often. Uh, he's going to be looking to win this game by scoring. Um, and, and Clay will get involved, and he'll have obviously roughly, let's say, six minutes throughout the game where he's the, the number one option for the dubs with, with Steph on the bench, uh, in which case, you know, then that would be a small threat because when Steph's out there, he's the number one option. I think he's going to be putting up 13, 14, three point attempts tonight uh, to make sure that they win win this game in in a, the fashion that he has in, in multiple game fours, which you mentioned as well, including that incredible uh, game four against the Celtics in the finals last year. So th- that he's a good bet for all that stuff. Um, and and if he is scoring thirty, look, they can still lose if other guys are not hitting. But I'm feeling pretty pretty confident about that as well. I'm gonna make my first pick here and say uh, that you know there's a few ways I'm looking at at playing the Dubs to win this one. First of all, I think I just prefer the the alt line for the Dubs at minus five if you're gonna take a money line for them uh at this point like i don't like i said i don't see very very many games going um being super close affairs at this point between these two like if that this in the playoffs at this point they have what five wins four of those wins came by at least seven points um and three of them by double digits the one win they won by one point against um the uh the kings there by one uh at home was was one that you know they, they really needed uh at a time where they couldn't play a lick of defense but that was a three-point shooting barrage from the uh, from the Kings, which is what the Lakers brought to them in Game Three was a three-point barrage, and that's the kind of regression that I'm kind of looking for um, in this one for them. If you look at the way that the Dubs defended them, there wasn't much loony, and, and that's a big talking point in this game. But more important than that was D'Angelo Russell hit four threes uh, or five threes, whatever four in the first half, what have you. So um, you know that 15 threes for the, the Lakers is like four above what they averaged on the season. I'm, I'm not going to continue to believe in them to do that especially without Malik Beasley hitting the floor at all in this series. Um, and, and then the free throw attempts, obviously. Now, if we were, this game goes back to Golden State. In this series, there's been 23 free, three, free throw attempts for the Lakers in Golden State. Having, they got 37 in the last one there um, against Golden State. So 
are they going to get anywhere close to that? I don't know. I know that Looney does need to be on the floor when, when he's on the floor for the, the dubs. Uh, they're giving up about 12 and a half free throw attempts in the playoffs to their opponent when he's off the floor. Uh, that number jumps all the way up to like 21, 22 or whatever. So like he's there's a correlation between him being the, you know, the biggest body on, on the floor for them. But either way, I'm still also looking at, at a Wiggins game. And I'll talk about that more in player props. But there is a, a, a pretty spicy uh, parlay that I, that I would add if you believe in the dubs to win this game. Um, that is up at plus 950 on DraftKings for the dubs to win this thing. Steph to score 30. Those are super correlated. I'm going with Wiggins rebounds in this game. Uh, at, you can take it at seven to get that plus 950. If you want to dumb that down for him to just need five, you still get this at plus 650. Um, so I'm still fine with six and a half to one as well. Um, and then I'm going LeBron under. And, and that's also super correlated to um, to this this pick in terms of the dubs winning. But under 28 points, um, you know, under 20, under 27 and a half, however you want to phrase it. Uh, he just doesn't really do that anymore. He's done. He's gotten 28 once in these playoffs. I know you, you know, at some point you'll be talking about, and, and I will too, fading LeBron points as well. Um, mostly because of the fact that he hasn't done this in the playoffs in years. Uh, he has a much better supporting cast around him as we've continued to talk about, um, which is why I also like taking under points and assists. He can't do both at this point. So I, I feel good about that. But in this bet, I like under 28 and a half to just get us to almost 10 to one on our money um, for all things that are correlated. Like this is game theory working from the, st- it has to work from the start to finish in the sense that I'm thinking Steph's going to score. I'm thinking we- Wiggs is going to get boards that are going to come off of LeBron's misses and that the dubs are going to win this game. Obviously, if one of those things goes wrong at the beginning of the math equation, certain, you know, this, the, the correlations here aren't quite as, as tight knit as I'd like them to be, but I believe that this is how this game is going to go so um I, it's going to come down to the free throw attempts in a big way uh but i know that you know current and company are, are looking at that and i think what they're going to look to do is the same thing they did in game two which is tell the tell the lakers from the jump like you're gonna have to score 118 to beat us in this game 120 if you want to beat us in this game because we're coming out firing and we're going to keep that pace up and trade threes for twos with you at this point um which is the best that they can hope for if they're unable to stop the the lakers down low like they have been and that's how they were able to win game two so decisively is just, yeah, keeping the pace up, wearing down the older team um, <clears throat> with some good adjustments that, that Kerr made. I expect him to adjust. <clears throat> it's certainly correlated to say Wiggs will get more rebounds and LeBron will score less if Wiggs you know, stays out of foul trouble and is effective guarding him. The seven rebounds for me is a bit of a... Of, of you know a potential outlier in some ways. Like he, he could get only five. I would, I would personally tease that down and, and take the lesser odds because it's it's rebounds again. And if he's the primary defender, how often is he going to get the rebound on a specific LeBron miss? Uh, I mean, he is a great rebounder and he's working back into form. So I don't, I don't hate that part of it. I just think that's, that's the part you could get bit by. Yeah. And I would play that a little safer. Yeah. And the reason I'm getting the um, juice on it and taking it is because I'm kind of getting ahead of what I believe will be the Wiggins that we saw in the playoffs last season, kind of coming back a bit more as he started to with the nine boards and 16 points in the last game, um, despite it not being that close. So I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of that. To your point, it is the riskier of the bets if you're looking at sort of the recent history for Wiggs. Uh, but I'm getting ahead of predicting the better future for Wiggs. Yeah. That said, I'm putting rebounds in this parlay uh, with the heat, the heat to win. Jimmy to score 25, Bam to get eight boards. Um, and it's not – I guess I feel better about it because Bam is is clearly the defensive presence for the Heat. Just came off an incredible defensive effort as a team, and Bam gobbled up 12 rebounds while they held the Knicks to 34% shooting. There were 50 available rebounds in that game. So, of course, he has a great chance of getting double-digit boards if that's the case. 
Um, you know, he averaged 10 rebounds in wins versus 8.3 in losses this year, which to me indicates more like how well is Miami playing defense because Bam is going to have to be their guy in that situation. Um, he does have eight plus boards in six straight playoff games in 10 of his last 11. So, I, I mean, it is a consistent thing. He's able to stay out of foul trouble against a, a team like the Knicks that, you know, with Mitchell Robinson down there, aren't really playing through the post, but he is also absolutely essential for keeping Robinson and Randall off the glass. Um, so I think, you know, that 35, 36 minutes he's playing is is absolutely bankable. And I think there will be plenty of boards here again because Miami's defense, like, it's not going anywhere. That Knicks offense, I am not impressed with. It's why we talked about taking the heat in the series. It's just that the Knicks, while they have a few different options, it's not like they really play off each other. Like, under 20 assists, in this last game, they cannot hit a three for their life on the road in these playoffs. They're shooting 27% from deep. Um, and, I mean, what do you need to say about Jimmy scoring 25? Like, he, he does that with ease. If he need, if they need it, he will score 30. If they need it, he will score 40. Like, basically, you saw that on Sunday, that he already had his 26. The, the Knicks made a little bit of a push to get to 14 points, which is almost nothing. But Spo was like... Get back in there, Jimmy. And he hits this ridiculous fadeaway and just like wags your finger like, nope, you are not coming back and winning this game in my house. Um, yeah, he's, he, you know, he might have tweaked that ankle a little bit, <clears throat> but he's still going to shoot it up and be good to go. Um, and, and I mean, you just look at how efficient he's been in these three home playoff games, 38 points per game, 141 rating. In the last two, he's gotten 29 free throw attempts, um, just producing points in a series where points are really hard to come by. So I think 25 is certainly the floor for him. And I do expect Miami to win this game. I don't think I saw anything to indicate otherwise that the Knicks could pull out of this. Like, I think they'll be a little bit more competitive, but uh, I just don't think that they can close this game against a a Heat team that is so playoff ready right now. Yeah, I got to agree. One of the the scarier parts about the Knicks losing that last game for uh, Nick Nation is uh, that that the Heat shot so poorly from three. Um, you know, Jimmy was, they didn't need to, right. They just got out. Um, they got their points from wherever they wanted to, you know, a few fast breaks, um, definitely plenty of points in the paint there. Bam had 14 on his own. Jimmy had 12 on his own and the 12 points in the paint should also, you know, probably add the 11 free throws that he shot and the 10 that he made to those points basically, because that's where he was getting fouled was around the the, the basket as well. So, you know, there's another 10 points in the paint off of free throws essentially. Um, And they're just dominating down there. Mitchell Robinson can't stay on the floor. He's been essentially worthless for them. I mean, the fouls are one thing, but really he hasn't been doing his thing against this heat team. He's been bottled up by, by suppose, you know, suppose basically game plan for, for winning the, the rim, if you will, uh, against this Knicks team, knowing how important it is, just shut him down. He's getting off the floor with personal fouls by the you know the second quarter, et cetera. So that's such a huge part of what the Knicks do. If you're going to continue to 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 get the 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 um, you know keep him off the floor, get the, the the fast break points, keep you know get all of the transition points really that those are all going the Heat's way as well. Um, then yeah, Bam to get the rebounds is great. Jimmy twenty five in his sleep. If it's the playoffs, they will. I think they'll need that a bit more. I, I know uh, both of us are, are expecting. At least I am a little bit of a bounce back game. I know 
I've made some pretty good money betting on Jalen Brunson one game later after he has a bad game uh, and going over five from deep and seven for 20 from the field would probably constitute a bad game despite scoring 20 because of his giant usage rate. Um, and so I'm going to just move on to my next bet, which is, you know, in a way similar. I'm just not really trying to pick a winner in this game because I'm, I'm definitely not trying to root against the Knicks. Uh, I don't want that conflict. Uh, but Jalen to score 20 points, Jimmy to get 20 points, Bam to get eight boards, and Julius to get eight boards is plus two fifty on DK, and it's not that much for a four, you know, four uh, person parlay, four you know item parlay, if you will, um, because of the fact that these things all happen so frequently. Uh, all of these things have actually happened every game in the last ten. Uh, Bam has has failed to get eight boards twice in the last ten. Julius, the only time he failed to get eight boards in the last ten was when he wasn't playing, uh, was when he came out because of ben- a benching in the fourth quarter or um, you know a benching because of injury and in coming out of the game. So. All of those things, like I said, are, are very, very, very likely to happen. Number one, um, the bounce back game would be another one. The two of them combined for 11 for 35 in game three between Julius and Jalen Brunson. I, I would expect Jalen to have a better game. Julius to score is still, I, I think he's, he can go at it, but this is not the, the same type of matchup for him. I think there are a number of bodies that, especially obviously, um, Bam, even Haywood, Haywood Smith, Haywood Smith, excuse me, easy for me to say, has had some pretty decent numbers defending him. Um, and it's, it's just, like I said, the ability for Spo to game plan against opposing big men uh, is pretty wild as he's been able to shut down both these guys for the Knicks that are so important to them winning the battle at the rim. Um, but that just, you know, for, for the rebounds for him, like that, that's not necessarily, I'm not worried about that the way I'm worried about the points or needing to worry about who's going to, you know, win this game. Basically, um, I just see it being a much better matchup than than the uh, the other two. Um, and, and just a little bit more about Mitch Robb and why Julius will be out there and so crucial to rebounding um, in in his last eight versus Miami, Mitchell Robinson, seven boards a game and three personal fouls a game. He's a minus 51 over those eight. And in the playoffs right now, he's a minus 2.6 net uh, individually, which is only worse. Uh, the only person with a worse net that actually plays is RJ in these playoffs. Even though he's had a few good games, he's still such a bad net rating. Um, and so, yeah, the, the usage rate is going to be there for Jalen. It's going to be there for Jimmy at 34% on the playoffs right now. Um, and yeah, like I said, Bam's been getting eight boards uh, with ease. The only time he failed to do that was in a game two blowout against Milwaukee, uh, where, you know, he played 25 minutes because that game was pretty much over in the first or second quarter with Drew Holiday going bananas. So um, there's there's so much so many reasons to just like the, you know, be able to bank on guys getting minutes, guys getting usage and the guys getting the rebounds uh, for each of these teams as well. You know, getting their stats in this one to get us to a nice, you know, two and a half to one on your money. I'm going to surprise you. I actually would go less conservative with this and say Jalen's going to get 25 and Jimmy's going to get 25. The Again, the, the rebounds are a little bit more of a variance. I, I think Randall was actually going to get only seven or eight, and then he kind of crashed the offensive glass in garbage time. In game in the three, last game? Um, yeah. No, in the last game, I mean, he, he got boards in the first half. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was the 10 points, I think. I think yeah, yeah, the points, I'm, I'm off. I'm not touching those. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, so it all seems pretty good. I definitely like Jalen to get 25, though, because I agree with what you're saying. Like, 0 for 6 from 3, not going to happen again. He's got to be better. He went 6 for 10 in Game 2 in that bounce back. Um, I mean, somebody's got to hit a 3 on this team, and I think Jalen is obviously their, their best 3-point shooter, and I think they'll try to space that out, and he'll, he'll take it on himself to stretch the floor a little bit because right now Miami's just packing the paint, and they're not getting anything down low because there's no reason to respect them on the perimeter. Yeah. 
How wild, how wild is that Jalen Brunson is their best three-point shooter? Like this Knicks team, man, it, it's it's stagnant offense. Emmanuel quickly is not it right now uh, either and hasn't been for the entirety of the playoffs. That's hurting them big time. Quentin Grimes hurt, decent three-point shooter, but inconsistent as well. Like they don't have that right now. And that'll probably be something in the offseason that they'll need to look out. Maybe they can get one of these freaking heat snipers uh, on their squad. But you're listening to the Lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Stephen Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We move on here, Nate, to Monday night and kick things off with your first NBA play a prop for tonight. Yeah, I mean, my first game pick is Steph to lead this game in scoring, and we both are continuing to fade LeBron as a scorer. So here's the head-to-head prop where Steph to score four more points than LeBron is minus 120. For him to get three more three-pointers is better odds at minus 110. It's a little bit closer uh, in terms of, you know, obviously he's got a hit probably he's got to hit five or six threes because LeBron might hit a couple here. I mean, LeBron is five for 12 from three in his last two. You know, great. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, He was shooting 14% his previous six. He didn't attempt a shot in in the first quarter last game. Clearly just kind of letting the game come to him, facilitating being that point forward that he is. And, And the Lakers just have honestly more offensive weapons than the Warriors, which is weird to say. I mean, the Warriors are very much based on their shooters. Um, And then everybody else just being like a slash three and D guy, or just like a facilitating connective playmaker, like Draymond, Dante, whatever. Um, Steph is going to see huge usage. And I talked about how on the road in these playoffs, his usage is skyrocketing 33 and a half percent scoring 32 and a half per game, despite shooting way worse from three. And he hasn't necessarily lit it up from three against the Lakers. They're trying to run him off the line a little bit. He is shooting better inside the arc on the road, though, as well. 58% uh, in the on the road in these playoffs and, and has done some damage in the regular season inside the arc against, against the uh, Lakers. But, I mean, the point is, like, 
his prop is 30 and a half. LeBron averages 22 and a half at home in the playoffs. His usage rate is 10% lower than Steph. Uh, he's hitting under two threes per game, 1.8. Steph hits 5.2 per game in this situation. So it's just like all the law of averages would say that, you know, Steph is it would easily clear past this. Even if you didn't look at a specific situation, which is Steph after a playoff loss recently – has just taken it on his shoulders. He's averaging 37 a game, um, aside from the one in this series where he went for 20 and 12 assists because Clay had it going. But still, yeah, shooting, hitting over five threes at 42%. LeBron, again, shooting 14%. So, I, I mean, these head-to-head props seem like a great way to capitalize on both trends that we're looking at. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, you're basically just... T- taking the exact way that we think this game is going to go and finding a bet that really just pinpoints it uh, and, and focuses in on it directly. Steph's going to do really good Steph stuff tonight. And LeBron is going to continue to be LeBron at age n- nearly 39, which is great. Um, but it, it's not the same scoring LeBron that can just take over a game and be like, we need 36 tonight. Got you. Um, it's it, it's not the same. And and that's why I'm, I'm easily... I can easily segue into my first bet, Nate, which is for him to go under 32 and a half points and assists and playing off of what you were just talking about for one sec. Like if Bron, it's the same concept with Steph, like Steph got 12 assists in, in the game that he had 20 points um, because that's other guys were hitting LeBron in game three didn't attempt a bucket until the second quarter uh, because of the fact that D'Angelo Russell hit like three in in the first quarter. Other guys were scoring in a way that he didn't need to. So he got eight assists and looked great. Um, He put together some nice scoring uh, as well towards, you know, especially in the second and third quarters, put up a bunch of points, ended up, ended up with 21. Um, But that that's still not going to get you 33 points and assists. Right. And so I, I, my main point is he can't do both. Um, he can't, he's not the same guy to have the ball in his hands and just have the entire offense revolve around him, his energy, his ability to break a defense down and then either find the open guy or score his scoring nowadays is a lot more. Okay. Who's on me. Clay Thompson. Got it. Get me 15 feet from the basket. I can either fade away and make a, a, a um, you know, a 12, 15 footer, or I can go ahead and, and, and get to the rim on him because I'm much stronger and, and bigger. Um, and, and that's it, it, when he's in those positions, that's how he's going to score. It's going to be a lot more one-on-one one breaking the defense down at his pace when he wants to score and then occasionally running out in the fast break and getting points that way but he's still only averaging about four and a half fast break points uh in the playoffs right now because he doesn't have the stamina to do it all the time that way so uh, i would continue to believe that he can't do that he can't get 33 points and assists which he still hasn't done uh since like 2021 he's done it once in his last 16 playoff games and like i said hasn't done it since he played against phoenix in round one without ad uh and was the entirety of the offense for that series because he didn't have anybody once ad went down and they traded all their good players in the offseason right before that so um the the shooting for him not going to believe in it and if he's if he's not going to hit more than two threes but is also not making more than four and a half four three uh, free throw attempts a game then like where are these points coming from he has to work too hard to get them so the the assists like the only thing the, the reason i'm taking the points and assists together is just like like i said just hedge against one of them he could get 28 points but if he does i don't think he can get five assists at that point i don't think he has the the stamina and the and the time to do it basically with how he's playing at this point so um there's uh, if he gets the eight assists like he did in the last game doesn't have time to get the points only had two quarters worth of scoring even if that game went 
went into the fourth with like a bit more of a closer game, fine. But that seems to be the correlation. And as I talked about in the other one is if, if I'm going to take the Warriors to win tonight, I'm just going to take an alt line because these games are not staying close with the, with the way that one is just dominating the free throw line and killing the other one's spirit or the other one's hitting threes and killing the Lakers spirit because they, they know three is worth more than two. Uh, and if, if Curry's going to hit seven or eight threes, then like night night probably. Yeah, I mean, to your point on the assists, like the Lakers are going to regress three-point shooting as a team. And a lot of LeBron's assists just came from kicking it out within the flow of the offense. And then they happen to hit, which they usually don't hit more than like 12 threes per game. They usually get a lot of free throws, which is not going to help your assist. That's why LeBron's basically had a career low assist. Um, And yeah, he's he's not scoring the basketball the same way. He's usual. It's just not as aggressive and... This is game four. It's an important game, but I don't really see him, you know, I still see them playing the long game in some ways. And, you know, if it's not necessarily going great, you know, I I could see a LeBron game coming here in like game six or game seven, if it goes that far. But I don't know if he's in game four going to like totally go all out to score 30 and use the energy he has left. Um, So looking at this heat game, uh, I like rebounds more than anything because it is another knockdown drag out Eastern Conference series. So Bam goes for 17 and 12 in game three as as the Heat just play stellar defense and get 50 total rebounds as a team uh, against these Knicks who are continuing to struggle to shoot on the road. So what I'm looking at is Bam to get nine boards at plus 110. you can do a unit on that, and then you can do a quarter unit, half unit on him to get the double-double again, which actually, actually seems pretty confident. I mean, it's something he's done in four of his last five home playoff games is, is get the double-double. Averages 15 half points and 10.2 boards in his last six at home. So there's a strong correlation between him getting boards and the Heat winning games in the regular season. He averages 10 when they do win. So, bam, double-double and a win. Then you're adding a little bit more juice to plus 286 right there at the player performance double. Um, I, again, like a quarter unit on these type of things because they, they could go together because they are correlated though. Like um, an eight or nine boards, depending where you can find it uh, seems very likely. I mean, six straight playoff games with eight boards at home in the playoffs. The last two years, he averages nine boards. So we're at the average here for plus odds against the Knicks team that, doesn't shoot well again uh 27% on the road from deep in these playoffs a 104 offensive rating Miami seemed to have their number in game 3 just forcing a ton of misses a ton of rebounding opportunities and uh bam very vital in terms of keeping Mitchell Robinson off the glass and that game was actually played at a 97 pace which surprised me cuz like game 2 was like 89 and the, the Knicks would rather play slower a little bit, but they're getting sped up or they're trying to to, to just get going in transition and, and find some offense, but it's just leading to more board opportunities for Bam. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. Um, it, it's The Knicks, if they speed it up, they just miss more shots. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that they necessarily score more. It just means there's more rebounding opportunities for their opponent. Quick little, uh, well, actually point for you about this bet is just uh, the double-double for BAM is, you said, plus 286, plus the win, right, on FanDuel. This is just something to check out is, like, how these these books juice stuff differently and make you and sort of promote things in a way that maybe you think is is good or bad. But if you go to DraftKings and you take Bam to get over nine and a half boards and you take the Heat money line in the same game parlay, you're at plus three ten. 
So it's just one of those things where it's like, think about that bet. And, and it's, it's fine. Like FanDuel is, is offering these player performance doubles as a, as a specific type of category of bet that you can make. No, so it's I, nice that is actually the it. manual thing you're talking about. And that's a good thing to point out to people is like, okay. yeah, you click 10 plus points, 10 plus rebounds and money line. You might get better odds than these, just these player performance doubles, but it sounds like it's even better at DraftKings right now. Yeah. It's a little bit better at DraftKings. And, and that's just another point to shop it. You cannot get 10 plus points for BAM. You have to get like 12 plus if you wanted to add it. It's like minus 700. It does take you from plus 310 to plus 340 for him to get 12 points. But the main point of the double double is he's got to get 10 boards. So if you're thinking, well, BAM gets 10 points, you know, no matter what really, especially in this matchup, then fine. Then like just take the boards, throw whatever po- amount of points you want. In there because we know they're going to be double digits and then you add the heat money line and, and if you do it manually at FanDuel as well fine that's that I would always do that is the main point even if you're taking it on FanDuel instead of just looking at the player performance double make sure that you're doing the a quick one second of research to hit a money line bet for the, the heat with BAM to get 10 boards or whatever separately just to see if they're kind of like jipping you a little bit on the way that you get those odds but either way I, I'm with this pick for, for BAM BAM um, as I'm also on his boards as I, I mentioned in a same game game parlay uh, that we that put together there in the best bets video. But uh, I'm going to uh, finish things off here talking about Andrew Wiggins, who I also put in a best bet uh, a pick there with the same game parlay. I'm going to keep it simple in this one, um, but I, I would take alt rebounds if you want it. I'm, I'm on his boards, really. I, I, I think the points and rebounds together are also a good bet. It's at like 22 and a half for, for Wiggs, and I would feel good about that. I'm, I'm basically getting ahead of Andrew Wiggins from last year's playoffs coming back and doing what this Dubs team needs him to do and what they needed him to do last year in order to win as he was the second best player in the se- in, in the entire playoffs for them. Um, Looney was the second best player for them in the first round, and I don't think this is the same matchup. Um, I, I'm not saying that Kerr kind of made up uh, a loony illness at all. I'm definitely not saying that, even though I just put it in your heads by saying I didn't say it. Um, but I, do, I just don't think he wanted the smoke of not playing the the Warriors fans, maybe second favorite Warrior right now on the team uh, in Kevon Looney uh, right after Steph. He didn't want to admit that he had to play J. Mike, uh, J. Michael Green in that one instead of Looney, as at least as a starter, to, to kind of mix up the look that he was giving this Lakers team, which was just, you know Looney's our best rebounder, you know what he's going to be doing in there, and you know what that means for the rest of our offense and our defense. It's slower. Um, we, we, we score less with Looney on the floor. Um, we play a lot slower with Looney on the floor, and we need to get ahead of this Lakers defense getting set and being so much bigger than us that it's really just us relying on the ball moving around the perimeter instead of us getting better looks closer to the rim, which they did in game two. They attacked the rim a lot more and it still led to even more uh, and better three-point shooting. Um, My main point is all of that leads to them needing rebounding because he's not on the floor, Loon Dog, uh, and Draymond Green is spending all of his effort guarding uh, Anthony Davis and doing as well a good of a job as he possibly can, uh, knowing how undersized he is compared to AD and if his job is to box AD out and move him away from the basket as far as possible there's now um, you know, it's, it's not Draymond's job to go get the rebound. It's Draymond's job to keep AD from getting the rebound, which means it's somebody else's job to get the rebound. Um, and that's why Wiggs had nine boards in that last one, even though, you know, AD had a good game, but he didn't even get double digit or did he get double digit boards in that one? Either way, it wasn't yeah, much 13. more than 
Yeah, 13. So, but that was under his 14 and a half that his, his rebounds are going to be at right now. So I guess he did a pretty good job, uh, limiting him in those, in that category. Um, and, and yeah, that's right. He came back in, in the second half too and put up a bunch more points, which he started out slow and then got those offensive boards and blah, blah, blah. But my main point is like, Wiggs needs to come back and get the seven and a half rebounds that he was averaging in 35 minutes in last year's playoffs. Um, and with the, with him on the floor right now, they actually have the second fastest. He, he, he basically brings the fastest pace when he's on the floor, does Wiggins. Um, because of his ability to get defensive rebounds and then lead the fast break and find uh, the shooters for the dubs, which is a recipe that they're going to need to win tonight. So at five and a half boards, it's minus 130. If you want to juice it up to you know a couple more and get it to seven and a half, so he has to get eight rebounds, you can get it at about plus 135 there on DraftKings uh, and reverse those odds a bit for yourself to get juice on Wiggins rebounds. Um, maybe a little bit on that, but for the full unit that I want here, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take the over five and a half rebounds for him. Yeah, the key you mentioned is that Draymond is just boxing out and not going for the board himself, uh, keeping AD off the board. Yeah, of course, AD has 13 rebounds because the Warriors missed a ton of threes, right. and that's the kind of variance we're talking about. We're talking about the Lakers now missing a bunch of shots. There's, I don't think they score 127 again. I would actually look at under 115.5 for the Lakers total if I wasn't worried about the Warriors just ratcheting up the pace and yeah. seeing if they can win a game in the 120s here. That's kind of why I started thinking about the total in this game. It was like, I'm just going to stay away from that. But I do like attacking rebounds for guys other than Draymond. Cause like you said, yeah, he's going to clear out and then it's on the guards to come swoop in and get those boards and start the break. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a problem with the totals right now is like, there's, there's scrubs on the scrubs. There's no scrubs in the NBA, especially if you're playing the playoffs, but there's, there's backup players on the floor with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter right now. I mean, in this game, in this series, in game three, there was, we we had a Tristan Thompson sighting or whatever by like the start of the fourth quarter. Um, So, you know, for, for the, uh, the Lake show, like, if if they're not going to get to the free throw line and keep things close, um, then then I do feel you know good about the Dubs winning this one, which we talked about more in the best bets video. But it's going to lead to to pace and rebounds. How demoralizing is if you took a total though, like two twenty seven and a half. Either way, one team scores 127, another team scores 100. Like, that's just so possible in this series that, like, I, I'm off these totals, like you said, uh, for the time being in this sense. But that's all the time we have for you in this uh, player props video here. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us. You can check out the best bets we have up for you tonight as well. And until we see you next, happy betting.